When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can. John Wooden. Be brave. Be courageous. That's what I tell Soraya to do every day. I am so proud to see her navigate through the school bullies, even though I know she's afraid. (laughs) Whenever they bother her, she says to them, does it make you feel good to make me feel bad? And they run. They leave her alone. And even though she was afraid to say it, She did it anyway. Today, I will be brave without fear. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You know, I love to share my friends with you. And I'm very, very blessed to have these special people in my life. And they continue to be in my life. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to put your hands together for producer extraordinaire, Daryl Sledge. Thank you, Daryl, for being here. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. I, you know... um, in prepping for the show, I got really super excited because, first of all, we haven't had a bunch of producers on. So I love when we have producers on because it's your perspective of how actors should have a relationship with you yeah. on the set and how things run on the set from a business side. Yes. Right. Yeah. And also, I don't know if I said this to you. I, I, I had a flashback of us having um, lunch And we were talking about how Daryl was not an actor when he joined my class. And you, Daryl, set it off for other producers and directors to start taking my class. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, because I remember there were a couple of director friends of mine who I remember Jesse Torero came to my class one time right after he did Soul Plane. And, you know, and it was funny because I was like, oh, you know, my class is transparent. And I was like, you guys, how did you like Soul Plane? They were like, we hated it. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm sorry. He was like, no, Tracy, I'm going to be honest. I did it for, you know, the opportunity and the money. Yeah. And he had, he did a short film. Someone saw it in 20th Century Fox. The rest is history. So producing is not the number one on my chart for me to do because I love actors directing and that sort of thing. But you've done it. But you've done it. But I've done it. and 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 I love when I do it. However, for me, I just want to focus on directing. 
and trusting someone like you to produce. So Daryl, first of all, let's start with, um, tell us, tell us like your journey. Um, what, what made you decide to go into the entertainment business in the first place? You know, I'm not really sure, Tracy, what that answer is. I, I believe just like a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a chemist, an engineer, I think you become those things because somewhere down the line, there's a calling on your life to be those things. Mm. I think I think at some point you don't really realize it. And then that musters up. It flows up and it says this is what you're going to be because you start gravitating to that. So I don't think I think ever since I was a kid, I can recall being eight years old on the south side of Chicago uh, writing skits, writing skits and putting them on in my grandmother's backyard on the grass and inviting all the kids in. It was 25 cents to get in and watching these kids perform something that I've written. So I think it's always been in me. I think it's my calling. I think it's something that, well, I believe it's certainly something that I'm supposed to do. This is what I was molded and made to do. So right. I, I, if, to answer your question, I think I can go all the way back to when I was eight years old. Uh, writing and, and performing in my grandmother's backyard on the south side of Chicago. And the kids came from all over. I believe it. I believe it. You know, can I just say this? Because I didn't know you were from Chicago. I, I thought California or maybe the East Coast. But let me tell you about Chicago. Yeah. Now, because it all makes sense. Yeah. Chicago, out of all of the places that I've auditioned, all of the people that I have auditioned, Chicago people, they are the most confident. Yes. And and it's a confidence that that also is a presence. Yeah. 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 And definitely a fearlessness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a directiveness that I have never experienced until I auditioned in Chicago. We were doing barbershop one and they needed some other day players. And yeah. I was just kind of eavesdrop and watching with the casting director they had on set because I was coaching Eve at the time. But wow, that's it, it's almost and I and I say this, you guys, that most of the people that I've met actors from Chicago, they're all successful working actors right now. I think it's because Chicago was a city of first. It was it was it's a lot of first in terms of black folk, you know, in Chicago, Detroit. Uh, mm. All in the middle area, St. Louis. Those folks came from Mississippi, Alabama, blah blah blah. And I think on the east, going up to New York, those folks came from the North Carolinas, the South Carolinas, and Virginias. I like to tease and say the people from Mississippi and Tennessee and Alabama they had it harder, so they knew what hard work was. You know, yes. And then, and then, just being in the city of Chicago, where you had Johnson Publications and you had the yeah. company that did all that hair stuff—Afro Sheen, Ultra Sheen, yes. Ebony and Jet, the Dusabo Museum, which was the largest black at the time, was the largest black uh, museum in the country, in the world. You yeah. know, Smithsonian is. So Chicago is known for having a lot of firsts. You know, people yeah. who do things. Uh, what Atlanta is today is what Chicago was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, a lot of people from Chicago migrate and lean towards Atlanta, even college, like, you know, going to Morehouse and going to Spell, yeah. things like that. Chicago has a plethora of kids down there at Clark, Atlanta and Morehouse and Spelman because I think it's just Chicago is known for being a city of firsts. 
powerful, you guys. Everybody, even in working, I lived in Chicago two and a half months on Barbershop okay. One. Yeah. We stayed in the downtown area, Sutton Place, right by Magnificent Road. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Magnificent Mile. 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 Yes, yes. Did nobody told me about the hawk, the wind. Oh, yeah. Nobody told us. And lake. we were there January through March. Yep. Coming off that lake. Yep. No, the, the funny part, Daryl, even I, we were <clears throat> we were leaving the hotel to go have dinner. And they had all of these, you know, they, they look like guards, steel mm. guards that were lined yeah. down the street, right? And so we walked out and we asked the guy, like, you know, well, what are those? And he said, well, you know, when you walk down the street, you got to hold on because sometimes that hawk could come. Even I looked at each other. We were like, we shouldn't be out then. And yep. we went back to the hotel. <laughs> yep. like, Hey, listen, I remember one time... weather plays a factor to toughen y'all up, too. Yeah, well, you know, uh, exactly. You know what? These kids today, they get an inch or two, and they're complaining. We had to climb mountains of snow, you know. It could pour down, and your mother and dad was like, okay, yeah, but you know what? You're getting up in the morning and going to school. I remember in my senior year of high school with the wind blowing one time, it was 82 below zero, and we still had to go to school. Oh, my God. Joke factor, yeah, so Chicago's no joke. Sure. And and Chicago, I just want to side note, you guys, Chicago's winter is totally different than New York winter. And then after I left Chicago, I had to do a show in Toronto. And that was a that was Arctic. Like I was like, OK, because I told people in Chicago, you guys really wear fur coats. I thought it was fashion, but it's warmth. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and, and you know what, too, Tracy, I think what what really warms us in Chicago is the camaraderie, because, again, those folks came from Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, and they knew each other down south. And when right. they migrated up to Chicago, they still knew each other. So Chicago has this family orientation that New York doesn't. New York is right. different because, you know, people are just, it's like you live with each other, but you're separate. In Chicago, right. those people come together. And I think that's what makes Chicago, I think that's what makes us feel so uh, much like inclined to do well because everybody's rooting for you. You know, my mom's friends from down south, my grandmother's friends from down south that she went to school with, they're mm-hmm. rooting for you. Yes, you know, go to school, do this. And so I think we had a lot of that. And I think a lot of cities don't have that in terms of black people. Well, you know, one of the things that I really admire, and I and I saw this in the beginning with your work ethic. I don't know if this was, if this is a memory, but I feel like you used to pull out like, one of those moleskin journals or one of those journals that you could put in your pocket yeah, and you had yeah. a black pen. Was yeah. that you? I think it probably was. That sounds like me. I just remember you taking, like, writing. Yeah, Physically yeah. writing and taking notes. And I was like, yo, this dude is serious. Yeah, I was serious about your class. Very Because serious. nobody, like, out of, like, let's say if I have 12 students, there's only going to be three people that are going to, like, consistently do the homework, turn yeah. it in. If they start, like, the next day after class, they're going to consistently do that. And yes. I just remember yeah. you having notes and be diligent in that way. Can you, because at eight years old, to even think about an admission fee, I think is brilliant. It's one thing to say, come watch my stuff, but I'm going to need you to put 25 cents in that was my That was my wine candy, free candy. Money. Brilliant yeah. at yeah. eight years old. I am so with you. Can you explain, first of all, what a producer's job is. And I've also been encouraging 
which we're going to have a sidebar on. <laughs> but I've also been encouraged a lot of my clients, my celebrity clients to produce, and they've taken me on with that. Good. So Good. can you explain what a producer is and, you know, what their job entails? You know, when I got in the game, there used to be these talks of producers, maybe like two types. The line producer who runs the money, who watches the money and is like the business producer. And the creative producer is the one who finds the project, develops it. If it's independent, raise that money or somehow if they're fortunate enough, have, they have a deal with, with one of the networks or uh, studios and they bring in these projects, blah, blah, blah. That's, but those things have changed. A producer now is a producer. We don't, you know, we don't like to talk about, oh, I'm a line producer and I'm a uh, creative producer. If you're a producer, you're a producer because you're mm -hmm. doing the same thing. Even a person like myself who find the projects and develop them, I'm still concerned about the money. I'm still concerned about what is being bought and are we falling in? Is that line uh, budget being met and things like that? So a producer basically finds the project and makes it happen. That's all that's in a nutshell. You know, you have an idea, you read something. For instance, I remember years ago, I was on a subway and it it felt like it may have been a D or, or Q train because it was one of those bigger cars. I remember that. Uh -huh. The kid on that subway train who was homeless, but he was graduating valedictorian of his graduating class. Oh, my God. The, that's the, And so as a, if you're a producer, you're like, what? Yep. That's a story, you know. So a producer finds that project and makes it happen. He surrounds yeah. himself with individuals who's going to help bring that vision. I have a novel that I've optioned, and right now I've just hired my screenwriter. And, mm -hmm. and so it's a step. You hire your screenwriter. Right. You pump out a, a dope-ass script. Yep. One that no one can turn down. Yep. And then you either find a superstar kick-ass director who says, I want to do this, or you find an actor who says, I want to do this, because both of them are powerful. And then that right. gives you even more leverage to go to other things and get bigger things to happen. So, for instance, if I, you know, this script we're going to do is going to be kick-ass. It's going to be mm -hmm. And if uh, Journey Smollett, yes. we have in mind to lead and let us see. Um, I've been in talks with Lettucey, you know, uh -huh. I, okay, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. But if I can get them, of course, now deadline is barking up, at, you know, yep. Yep. Said, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you, 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 you get that project and you make it happen. There is no way to do it. You just do it. Mm. Producer does. You just do it. You know, people get all free. Anybody can produce. Yeah. People get all free. Oh no, I gotta be it. I gotta go to yeah. school. No, you do it. If you gotta sell chicken sandwiches, pork chop sandwiches, whatever, the world doesn't have to know about it. You make it happen. Right. You gotta sell sandwiches to get that money, or whatever. You make it happen. That's what a producer. That, that's that Chicago attitude, you guys. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Like there, it's by any means necessary. What walls do we have to, you know, knock down? There's no no, and that's just my experience. And I'll just give you a quick example. Gwen McGee, who is an amazing actress from Chicago, I met her like in the late '80s. Gwen was diligent in, we had composites back then, the mm -hmm. actors' postcards. So they would mm -hmm. send like, oh, you know, catch me here, catch me there. I, I had a Gwen McGee wall. Wow. A Gwen McGee wall, because that's how much she was working. That's how much she would send. She would send me a postcard on my birthday. 
She wow. found out my birthday, like all of these things to the point where I had a project and I was like, Gwen McGee, because I would point to my wall at certain actors. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kid you, right? Gwen yeah. got a commercial. The rest is history. But Ooh. again, it's that foresight of impossible, not in my vocabulary. Can't be done. I don't know what you're talking about. And how does that work today, Daryl, in 2022 as a person of color? Do you feel that we have workable budgets? Do you think that that's changing in the industry, that Black people and people of color are gaining more ground and momentum in that? We're definitely gaining more ground and momentum in terms of does that equate to you having a bigger budget? I don't know. I guess that depends on who you are. If you are Denzel, if you are Will Smith, those names like that, if you are those types of people, well, Will Packer, but the other brother who did uh, Wakanda, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Chad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah well, Rest in uh, peace, yeah. Or the director. You know, if you're those types of people. Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yes. I think you can definitely have an effect on the budget, but things are definitely changing and going in our momentum. Uh, for instance, you're finding a lot of actors are gaining and getting production companies. You know yes. what I mean? They're signing yes. deals. Uh, you're finding that they are now we're now becoming uh, people who can sign off on films and things like that, like Charles King and people. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, yeah, ground is, you know, we're, we're breaking ground and making ground, but there's still work to do, still work to do. And what advice would you give to actors? Because, you know, you and I came up at a different time. And we didn't have, man, Daryl, if we had iPhones when after my class, we would have been shooting epics. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because you would have had the pool of actors to tap into. And we would have, it would have been a whole different time. But now in 2022 with, you know, iPhones that you could shoot a feature with, like, what are some of the suggestions that you give actors who are frustrated waiting for that call or to be discovered? What can they do in that time? You got to do it. You got to do the Tyler Perry effect, no matter what you think of his films or whatever, you got to do the Tyler Perry effect. You got to do the John Leguizamo effect. You got to let people know you exist. Mm. Nobody knows you're here unless you let them know you exist. If you're sitting around waiting on someone to give you something, you might as well just pack up and say, it's not going to happen. you got to let people know that I am here. Now, whether they like you or not, who knows? But you got to at least let them know you're there. One thing about Tyler Perry, you may some people may not like whatever. I don't know. But I respect that man because he made Hollywood come to him. Mm. When he wanted Hollywood, they uh. They turned their nose up at him. He said, it's okay. He made them come to him and then he got to call the shots. And now Which is it. a whole different audience that Hollywood did not have. Right. You know, and uh, uh, and his audience is loyal. Right. So, you know, that's money that Hollywood did not see, did not count on. And they have all this Tyler Perry money coming in, Right. And then you know what happens It's crazy because what happens is like people don't believe me, but I've been to Hollywood in big meetings with my clients and big executives in Hollywood. And it was mentioned once that this executive, someone bought up Tyler Perry and the executive was like, who's Tyler Perry? Hmm. Now, mind you, you, I'm telling you, audience, Tyler had maybe gross Hollywood, like 83 million at that point. 
in all his work in films. And I sat there in disbelief. And you know what the other thing is? This is how powerful Hollywood is. They didn't even need to know. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Tyler Perry is breaking, you know, like back in the day, Eddie Murphy made an imprint on those studios, bringing in billions. The biggest star, the biggest star in the universe from what, 1981, 82? The biggest star, not biggest black star, the biggest star Eddie Murphy was. Absolutely. So now, I mean, it just... And and you were at inside the black box, shameless plug on Crackle TV. View all ten episodes. Subscribe for free. Get it in. Daryl supported us on the very first show. He's friends with Alicia Rashad, so that was so cool. That when I nudged her on the set, and I was like, and I pointed up to you, and she was like, Daryl. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Love the. But it's like. Kim Williams, one of the casting directors, said that, and do you find this in producing or in your conversations, that Hollywood is very comfortable with light-skinned people being the leading people and darker complexion or brown people being, and she went, other. And it's a battle that she constantly fights every day, bringing Black people and people of color in casting situations that the producers may never have thought of, right? And I said to her, Kim, like, do you think Hollywood wants to keep these stereotypical views? And she said, yes, keep feeding these images, keep feeding, because what doesn't change? When I came in this business in 85, 86 at MTV, and they would always say, Tracy, can you get a Halle Berry type? Tracy, can you get a Halle Berry type? And I'm like, you know, there's a spectrum of black people, we in, in all colors, but that was also translation a light skin actress. Well, well, they can they can do that because they run things. Not until we start running things, and I'm not talking about a thousand of us being in front of the camera. I'm talking about really, really being able to run it, meaning we can make it happen because we have the moolah. We have the capital and we have the force behind us. Until we do that, they can always do that. They can determine what's in and what's not. You know how you have those like certain models in the early 90s? They were the it model because they were black. Oh, they, yeah. You know, they chose that one model. That was it. And they, you're the exotic one. So now, you know, it's always it's always the token one because they can do that. Not until we join forces and what we're doing now. Tyler okay. Perry opened that studio. The sister in Atlanta now is opening yes. studio. Memphis, Tennessee is supposed to supposedly opening up the uh, biggest studio, bigger than Tyler Perry. Chicago is opening up one. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think I heard of something. Did someone say Oklahoma somewhere? But I know Chicago, Memphis were two of the newer ones, and the sister in Atlanta were three of the newer ones that I heard about. So that's what we need to do. We need to keep doing those types of things. We, keep, we need to keep building foundation. But Hollywood can do that because we're always at their beck and call. They can say, oh, it's like the Wiz. Remember when the Wiz, uh, he said, today the color is green. Yes. And then, oh, 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 I'm tired of you. It's gold. Oh, gold, I'm bored. It's red. Oh, tomorrow it's going to be light skin. Next next week, I'll be tired of light, light skin. It'll be dark skin. And then I'll be tired of them, too, and then it'll be ambiguous. That's what mm. they, can, they can do. Because that. that's where we are. We're yeah. ethnically ambiguous. I can't even tell you how many, and I know they're Black, 
100% black, right? Their parents are black, but it's like they'll go into an audition or they'll send their self tape in. And it's like, are you Dominican? Are you one of my actors the other day called me and said, they asked me if I was Puerto Rican. Like I'm black. I just, um, you know, yeah. and I mean, in a way, what the live auditions, not having live auditions have done is limit that stereotypical ignorance in the conversations in the rooms in which I have experienced, Elsa has experienced when, you know, the views are based on, you know, these false ideas, like director saying to me, literally, Tracy, can you ask that black man to be a little more ghetto, a little more urban? That's an insult. That is not a compliment. And so what I've done in my experience, Daryl, I I wouldn't do it. I would say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to articulate that to the. So then the director would just get frustrated or the director would go, can you give me a little more jive? Can you give me a little Mm -hmm. more, you know? Yeah. And and so it becomes like I, I know that I've advocated since 87, 88. When I was at MTV, I was bringing comedians like Dave Chappelle and, you know, different comedians up to MTV because it was all white. And so I would just throw in the choice here. Mm. You know, there's a part of me that is still saddened that in 2022, we're still having these conversations. And then Joe and I are having these conversations. He's been in, what, six decades of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. do you feel that we're like in terms of when you talk about our stories, I think that it's so empowering because we haven't told our stories. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got so many, you know, listen, I come from the world of production and, and the assistant director of AD department. You know, I came in as Roger Bob gave me your friend. You referred yeah. to Roger Bob. That's how I got in the industry. I always credit you as the person who really started the engine for my career. I always credit you for that. Uh, because yeah, it, was yeah. you, it was you that introduced me to Roger Bob in 2002, 2003. And I was already working. He said, hey, I said, listen, I need to learn the industry. I got a job. I don't need to make money now, but what I need to do is be on set and see what you guys do. Come on, play with us. I kicked ass. I worked hard. The next movie, he said, you ready to quit your other job? Because I'm ready to hire you full time now. And that is exactly what happened on another movie. But I remember a TV show, a rural famous TV show I was working on. And I was running background in the beginning part of my career as a PA. I was running background. Uh-huh. And we were doing a club scene. And this black first AD who's here in New York, who I, I, who I really respect. I still respect him and everything. He said, hey, Daryl, I need some pretty girls. You know, now you got to sit there and look at it and think like, what does he mean by that? Who does he think is pretty? I think, me, my taste is Grace Jones is beautiful. That's pretty. Oh, yes. Grace That's Jones. pretty to me, but you know. She's gorgeous. And you know, so I'm like, oh, now what do I do? So I bring him two beautiful sisters he pulls me to the side and said, you know better than this. <gasps> Go back and you get me. And you know what he was talking about. Yeah. Go back and get him. Yeah. One, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They were right yep. in front of the camera. That taught me something as a producer or as a budding producer that I will help to break those types of things. And another thing that I won't allow on my set is how people talk to people. I would not allow any screaming, yelling. Oh, my God. One of my mentors, Joe Reedy, who was uh, the big director here in New York, who did uh, Taxi Driver, Martin Scorsese. Oh, yes, Uh, of course. Legendary. Yes. Joe Reedy is a legendary first AD. Legendary. And he was Martin Scorsese's 
first AD for years. He does not allow anyone to be screamed at, yelled at. You can't raise your voice at all on set. And that taught me something that you can still be respectful. You can still have a feeling of we got to work, but you can still respect people because people will want to work for you. You know what I mean? If they feel that you really care about them, they will. Yeah. But yeah, that, that goes back to what I got off track a little bit, but that goes back to that. When that AD did that to me, it, it tore something in me. He said, yeah. if I ask you for some background, they need to look like that. And I was like, whoa, dude, what is going uh, on? I'm going to tell you this because we're, we're, we, our interview is done, but we're blessed you guys. Cause Daryl's going to still stay with us. But Daryl, I was on a show and I'm not going to mention the show, but it was a big show at that time. And I was on this TV show and I went up to the first AD who was a white woman around the star of the show. He had two buddies that I had cast. I said, do you want me to bring the guys back for tomorrow? She said, she looked at me. She said, Tracy, I could have used two monkeys. I could have used two monkeys. Very nonchalant, very nothing. And I said, excuse me. And she said, I could have just used two monkeys. And yeah. I was the type of person on this show that everything that happened, I, I documented. And then I would go to the producer's office, like the principal's office every Friday and just go through my laundry list of why they should fire me because I wow. couldn't take it. And then they called me back for the next season. And I was like, are you guys crazy? You want me back? <laughs> like wow. I'm too local. But yeah, that's what she said to my face. Wow. That's so. That- I mean, we are, I believe what you're saying. We are making strides. There are major changes in this industry and definitely major first in this industry, but we still got a way to go. We still got a way to go and respecting each other. As long as we're alive and breathing, as long as there's a people, as long as there's a people, because we're so far behind because of the injustices that has happened to our people, we're going to always keep fighting and we're going to never, ever have enough. We're going to always have to keep fighting. Always. Keep fighting, you guys. Okay, so we're going to keep fighting. And we're going to be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and so blessed. I hope you guys got all these treasures from Daryl Sledge, producer extraordinaire. We'll be back with Class in Session. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And we still are blessed to have Daryl Sledge, producer for Extraordinaire, in your presence, who has given you a plethora of jewels today and given you also be brave, be courageous. So I'm going to throw it to Elsa Lathan, who is going to introduce our Spirited Actor alumni and they are going to do a scene, and then we're going to throw it to Daryl and get some feedback for the actors. Hey, Elsa. Hey, hey. Hey, Tracy. Hey, everyone. It's good to see you today. Okay, so today on Class in Session, of course, you know, we have to showcase the dynamic talent of our Spirited Actor alumni. So yeah. today we have Miss Jaleesa Capri. Hey. Hey, Jaleesa. Hey. We have Mr. Julius Reese. What's up? How are you doing? And we have Miss Maya Bello. Maya Bello. (laughs) All right. So today's scene is Unconditional Love, written by the one and only Tracy Moore. Interior, car, night. Mark jumps into the back of a lift. Next to him is Heather, staring out the window. Hey, how you doing? Very good, sir. Mark Hall, oh, all places to run into you. So you got the child lock on? Come on, you got it. Heather, <laughs> you would do anything to keep up with me. Huh? You put a tracking device on me or something? It's my lip, it's my nose. Don't flatter yourself. Have I called you, texted you, or... Okay, okay, okay. I get it. When I'm done with you, I am done. Oh, that hurt. Girl, come on. I know you better than that. Get me out of this car. Car hits a bump, and that causes Heather to fall into Mark. She slowly gathers her composure. So, are you seeing anyone? Why do you care? Honestly, I'm just making conversation until I get dropped off. So, um, you see no more? That's none of your business. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I'll just make a conversation, you know. Car pulls up to a luxury condominium complex. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice seeing you and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but <laughs> Heather, Heather, for once. Please, just let your guard down. Be serious for once. You're right. Yeah. I I still love you. Heather. And 
Go tell Amy, Eugene, Bethany, Maria. Go tell them I said hi, okay? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell them you said hi. How about you put that Listerine strip in your mouth because you got them breasts smell like spruce yeah, workout hey, spanks, okay? Get out of here with your bad breath. Can you unlock the door, please? Can I'm you so please let me out? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Bye. <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw it to you, Daryl. I enjoyed the scene. You guys seemed like you were really having fun with it. It was a, it was a sort of like, it was, a, I guess, a serious issue. Uh, but you guys made light of it, and I like that. Maya, I liked your delivery. I liked your, you know, how you were having fun with it. But you kind of meant what you were saying, you know. How many times have we heard young women say, uh, oh, I'm mad at him, I'm done with him, but they're really not done with him, you know. And you definitely gave me that. I knew you still had feelings for him. And my brother, <laughs> Julius, Julius. You're, you're, you're like us typical brothers, too, man. You know, we want to act like we got over somebody, but we didn't. You haven't gotten over her either. I like you guys playing with it. You had fun with it. I like that. You didn't take it too seriously, but you took it seriously enough. And I like that. And you guys had fun with it. And Tracy, great, great little monologue scene you wrote. I like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just wanted to throw in there. I always stress, Daryl, that there are no small parts and that, you know, I don't care if you have one line or 125 lines, you have to do a character breakdown. And I just wanted to say, Jaleesa, it was very interesting watching you deal with the situation because it felt like Daryl said, you know, you kept saying, Daryl, you know how you are. You know how you really feel. And that's what I felt like, Jaleesa, when you were talking, like, I felt like Jaleesa didn't overreact. Right. And right. she and and we saw some of her opinion, but for the most part, she was like, I'm gonna let them deal with it and work it out themselves. I just gotta let me see where my next Uber ride is. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes you know what I try to tell actors is we need dialogue because we're actors. You have to have dialogue, but sometimes you can hide behind that dialogue. Sometimes the hardest acting is being quiet. Many mm. times the hardest, the hardest performance is being quiet because you have no other choice but to allow what's sitting on the inside of you flow. Right. Sometimes you can get behind a word and you can be like, oh, I'm not feeling this today, but you can get behind those words and blah, 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 and make it presentable. You know, right. okay, I got it done. But if I need you to emote, you can't hide behind that. I need to see it. I need to feel it. And, and I need to fill it from you. So sometimes and many times, that's the hardest. Let's take the piano uh, with uh, the movie in 1994. The actress, uh, Holly Hunter, there you go. One the, uh, didn't say one word in the whole movie and one best actress because she was doing all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's and hard. Coda too, recently, right? Exactly. Coda? Yes, that's right. That's right. All, and then all sign like, yeah. And, they, and I yeah. think the little girl won Best Supporting Actress. The girl yes. who played or something like that. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. So good job to all three. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, and good, job to, yeah, good job to Elsa for doing the reading and doing the reading of the, you know, setting it up. Good job. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right, Elsa. <laughs> well, you guys, I just want to thank Daryl Sledge again for, you know, all of the information. And again, like to have a conversation with somebody who really does this, who really has credits and please go to imdb.com. I always suggest that you guys do that to read about our guest and to take this time. It's a blessing. And I just want to thank Daryl Sledge for being here today. Everybody put your hands together. Thank you guys.
I just want to say and one John quick, has something he wants to share. I just want to say one quick thing. I want to say this to particularly Black Americans or Black actors in America. We are not giving up on you. We support mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters from all over the diaspora. But there are producers like me who have not given up on you and don't think you are lesser than just because someone comes over here with an accent and they seem like they're the new exotic thing and everybody's excited about them. I'm excited about them, too, but I'm just as excited about you. And I won't forget you. This is who he is. Thank you so much, Daryl. Thank you. And we'll be back on the Spirit Action podcast with me, Tracy Moore, to give you love. And now it's time for Give Love. I just want to send prayers out to all of the families and all of the victims of mass shootings in general. And we've had a lot of mass shootings just within this past week. And I just want to say a prayer and offer my condolences to everyone. But I want to ask you, What are we teaching our children? Are we teaching patience, tolerance, and love? Or do we not have enough self-control to have our children leave the room during adult conversation? Our children are a reflection of us and our home. This world has to change. We have to love each other instead of killing each other. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.